Welcome to On the Table, a podcast about board games, card games, and tabletop war games. All right, welcome back to On the Table Gaming, and this week we're going to be talking about uh, everyone's second favorite, after the Lannisters, of course, uh, House, the Boltons. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, Chase. <laughs> so, Josh, why don't, why don't you get us started off with the, uh, the Bolton Cutthroats? All right, yeah, so these guys are a five-point unit. Uh, so they've got a movement of five. They hit on a three plus. They go from eight to six to four on last ranked. Uh, they got a five plus armor save, a seven plus morale save, uh, and their spike to mace ability indicates that they, uh, if this uh, attack targets an enemy that has not activated this round, that enemy becomes vulnerable. Uh, and it's also vicious, which means the defenders suffer minus two to their roll. And that was something actually I was confused on at the beginning. I thought those two abilities were linked and that like vicious only applied if the enemy hadn't activated yet, those are two separate things. Oh yeah. So yeah, vicious is always going to trigger. It's only the vulnerable token that only triggers if you're attacking an enemy that has not already gone that round. Uh, so definitely you're always getting that minus to the panic test. And, and these guys really are the, the bulk of the Bolton force. I mean, how, how have you felt playing these guys so far? Well, I mean, they're either awesome or they're not. <laughs> I, I feel like when I'm when I'm hitting things that haven't activated yet and they're becoming vulnerable and having that vicious, that's been great. When, you know, eight dice hitting on three plus, that's that's great for five points. Yeah. When I'm getting hit back, uh, that five plus armor save and seven plus morale, there's been a lot of times where I've really felt that. That's they yeah. die off very quickly. For sure. I mean, and they really don't have a lot of the defensive properties of the Lannister unit. Um, you know, there's not quite as much, you know, you don't have like Eddard Stark as an option to recover wounds. So you're, you have some, you know, stuff that you can do in the mercenary forces to, to get them back up to speed. But really these guys are designed to hit stuff that hasn't already gone. So it almost, in my opinion, leads you into a, you know, kind of a swarmier sort of idea uh, that you're doubling up, you're getting more activations and you're hitting stuff before it has a chance to go. Uh, which requires very careful planning. But when you do pull it off, I mean, for a five-point unit, these guys, you know, hit like a truck. You know, three That's plus, true. eight dice, uh, plus vicious, uh, and the possibility of a vulnerable token. I mean, that has the potential to do a ton of damage with a very cheap unit. So I, I actually really like these guys a lot. I think it's a unit that, especially as we see this faction built out more, um, and you maybe have a little bit of a tankier infantry unit, it's really going to shine more. Uh, because if you compare this with some of the other options available right now, like the Bastards Girls, uh, our next unit, um, that's another specialty unit that really can't take a hit that well as, as in addition. So um, there's not a lot of staying power in these, these kind of core infantry units that they have. Right, exactly. Now, I mean, if you were going to be you know, using one of these guys uh, in your list, what would you take as an attachment? Ooh... Well, I mean, there's a few ways you can do it. Um, I think right off the bat, the if you're kind of going for like a more spammy build, I think the Dreadfort Caption is actually a, a pretty smart include. Um, so their Dreadfort Caption is one, one point, and uh, they have the ability Spread Fear. Each time the enemy engaged with this unit fails a panic test, one other enemy within long range of that unit becomes panicked. And so the idea is you have your multiple units of Bolton Cutthroats, each with Dreadfort Captains, and you're kind of bouncing panic tokens around on the board, making sure that the enemies are always engaged, worried about that vicious ability and that they're panicked, uh, so you can maximize these abilities. And when they fail their panic test, you, you kick another one on. Yeah, and a lot of, like, if you're taking uh, Roos Bolton as your commander, a lot of his cards trigger off of, like, spending a panic token. 
Uh, and so this is a really good way to sort of, you know, spread the love around, make sure that, you know, your your enemy units are going to be get, getting panicked and banking that for later uh, so that when you do hit with a vicious attack, which is going to happen fairly regularly with this army, uh, you're going to be doing extra damage, which is always helpful. So then what do you think about uh, Ramsey Snow in, the, in, in, a, in a Bolton cutthroat list? Um, as a commander... Yeah, or, or both. Or, or, so either as the commander or as a uh, just a regular attachment version. Yeah, I don't know. So I, I feel like a lot of times I end up putting those units uh, as a commander uh, with that order flay them all. When an enemy engaged with this unit fails a panic test, one uh, on one other enemy within long range of this unit must make a panic test. You know, as a commander, sure. I just feel like this unit doesn't have a lot of staying power, and it's an easy way to lose your commander. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the ability to synergize well, but I, they're really easy to focus down. And uh, I'm I'm worried about putting any real like linchpin uh, characters in them. Yeah. Now, what about the just the three point attachment version? So his is uh, cut them down. When an enemy engaged with this unit fails a panic test, they suffer two additional wounds. Now, since you're laying on vicious, you have much more you know uh, a much higher likelihood of uh, triggering that effect. I mean, do you think that would be a, a good include if if this is sort of your elite version of the uh, Bolton Cutthroat? I mean, it can be, but then you're you're paying for a uh, what is that, eight point unit eight points. <laughs> uh, yeah. that like dies when someone sneezes. So I don't it's know. Tough sell, right? It is, <laughs> and yeah, I you know I think down the line we're gonna see some units coming out for them, right? That they've already sort of teased that aren't yeah. released yet that are supposed to be like kind of their armored core or an armored unit. Yeah, um, black guard. Yeah, and so I think that that unit suddenly makes all these pieces slide into place and be more cohesive. But right now, I think you're sort of pushed into a play style, which is you can hit hard, but you can't get hit hard back. Yeah, you got to be very, very strategic. And that's why I think, you know, one of the best options for this army, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, is taking the NCU, uh, Roose Bolton is your commander. He's off the table, and then you can run a lot of these units as stripped down as possible. Uh, right, so kind of go for like a really spam nice. activation list then. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously that's that's more my style, <laughs> but uh, I think that that's a, a really smart investment of points. You know, if you're talking about Ramsey Bolton as an attachment, I mean, even though he does come with Reek, you know, you've got basically you know eight points. That's almost two units of cutthroats. Is that going to be as good as two units of cutthroats? I would say probably not. Hmm. Now, what do you think of uh, the next unit here, the Bastards Girls? So you want to read them off real quick? Yeah, go for it. All right. So this is uh, your other infantry option that's available at this point in time, which is uh, House Bolton's Bastards Girls. they got a speed of five. Uh, Tracker Bow is a three-plus ranged uh, attack, uh, which is uh, three-plus to hit, four, four, and four, so they don't lose any ranged effectiveness as they take uh, damage. Uh, their close combat uh, is it hits on a three plus. It's a six, six, and then a three. So at last ranked, when they're down to just those uh, dudes, uh, then you know their their close combat's not going to be as effective. Uh, they've got a six plus <laughs> armor save, uh, but they have a five plus morale uh, save. And that six plus yeah. armor, you can't get modified past that. So it's it's six plus invulnerable save. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the uh, that's the sunny side uh, version of, of that. Uh, <laughs> it can't it can't get worse. <laughs> All right. So yeah, rear charges. You're like, bring it on. So they have an order which is sick them. After this unit completes a ranged attack, this unit may make a free charge action against the target of the enemy. So you can kind of get two attacks in one turn. Plus, they have Tracker's Bow, which is their long-range ability. Uh, so that's 12-inch uh, range on the attack. 
if the defender rolls one on any defense saves, they become vulnerable. So if you kind of get a perfect effect, you can get your shots off with the tracker's bow, right? So you've got four chances for them to roll a one uh, on their saves. Uh, then that's going to make them vulnerable. Then you get to have a second attack with the close combat. And the nice thing there is that both of those have the possibility of triggering a panic test. So uh, what, what are your thoughts on these guys? This is my favorite unit in the game. I just think the models are what? cool. The idea is so cool. Um, but the problem is it's expensive and it's, it's such a specialist unit. And I'm not even sure it's a good unit. I just love the whole style of it. It's gotcha. one of those things like when all the stars align, this is ridiculously powerful. Yeah. Um, but if the stars don't align or they have Stark Bowman, uh, then it's not so great of a day. So, I mean, the, the, uh, the fantasy, right, is that you're going to get that the tracker's bow shot off and you're going to roll a one and make them vulnerable. Maybe you did that with like the tactics board so that it's you're getting your free shot and then you're using that to trigger your Sikkim order and then they're charging in. So they're doing their total of 10 attack dice all together. And then you can activate them again the next round and do another six attacks from close combat. And, yeah. so, and that's, you know, that's three panic attacks, uh, three panic tests right there, ideally. And so, you know, then maybe you get into that weird zone where you're like, well, what if we do put Ramsey Snow in here where every time they fail that test, they suffer two additional wounds? And <laughs> what if we are bouncing panic tokens all over the board? And so everyone they're attacking is always panicked. And then you have this thing on paper where you've made this like, this is unstoppable. It's the best thing in the world. It can't be stopped. Right. And then you go to play it and it's like, well, you know, they have a guard captain or, you know, you yeah. got charged first. <laughs> and it's just like, well, the, the unit's done. So yeah, I'm, these guys I'm conflicted. These guys just are, are horrible, you know? I mean, even with four, like, you know, you roll four dice at the at range three plus, so you're probably going to hit like three of them, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. You're going to save two thirds of that. So you're going to do one wound. Then you're going to charge in and maybe hit four and then we'll save three so right. you'll have you know you're going to talk about doing two wounds and then on reflection you'll be taking a minus to your panic test which that is their strong suit is their morale actually is pretty good um the trick is it's just like i don't really see them for the amount of points that they are i just don't see them dealing that's the problem damage. and the yeah. thing is right now the synergy of their their army is like not a less not a staying power in the infantry and so it's another unit that doesn't really stick around long and if you're putting anything in it to make it even better, you're getting up into like 10 points yeah. for this unit. And, you know, to be honest, right now, you know, there's three factions in the game and the Lannisters are a great pair up against this faction. And so it's a unit that is going to be suboptimal in, in, you know, a third of the games you might play. Um, but well, when it's not... Mm, like. <laughs> I think that these guys, I mean, the, as, as in general, right now, the Bolton faction just suffers from the fact that they have had the fewest number of unit releases, right? right? So uh, they've only got three things that are available, you know, at retail right now. But as, uh, you know, they start, you know, putting more stuff out, like we already have the fourth unit spoiled, and I'm sure that there's more stuff to come for the Boltons. Um, you know, I, I feel like they're going to they're gonna have more flexibility and, and shore up some of the weaknesses. I think what the Bastards girls are really specialists in is like sort of finishing off damaged units. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, if you think about that, like tracker bow, blade and fang attack, I mean, that sounds awesome. But unless you're killing the unit that you're attacking, you know, then you're stuck in combat and at most you're swinging six dice. Right. So it's like really not that good. And you're probably taking I mean, unless you're engaged with a complete 
you know, trash unit, you're going to be taking probably just as much damage back as you are dealing damage at that point. Right. So getting stuck in a combat really shouldn't be an option for these guys. You want them to be shooting, hitting in close combat, moving through, getting to the next thing. Uh, and so it's like you kind of want to pepper and, and soften up a unit first with another unit and then have these guys clean them up and, and then keep moving. And I think, you know, sometimes there's a temptation. I mean, first off, you, you might want to use them just to get those vulnerable tokens out for an, uh, another unit to capitalize on. Yep. Um, but the other big thing is, you know, I think one of the, I think it's a trap, um, but maybe maybe you disagree. Uh, Braun, the cell sword for two points, has that extra incentive ability while you control the wealth this unit gains plus one movement and rolls plus two attack dice and gains plus two to morale tests that puts this at a nine point unit but now it's doing <laughs> instead of four dice with its bow it's six and instead of six dice for blade and fang it's doing eight so you know that's a lot of damage but you've just really heavily invested in the unit even further and i i don't think it's in the end i don't think it's the way to go uh, yeah, I just don't know. I mean, like, so there's a there's so many things. Like, the, so like these guys really sound. It's like when you get into magical Christmas land of all of the things that can go right. On paper, it sounds like a lot, right? They're rolling probably. I mean, is it more attack dice than any other unit? In the yeah. Game when they get both attacks off with Bron. Yeah. Um, but the key thing there is, you know, first you have to control the money space, which you could always say, well, you're you know you're mercenary, so you're looking for that all the time, but. Guess what? Your opponent knows that you exactly the money space, so they're probably going to deny it to you. So maybe like half the time this guy's going to be turned on, the other half he's going to do zip. Uh, he's also going to be stuck in a unit that really has very little staying power, right? right. So you know they're not cavalry; they can't outmaneuver units. Uh, you know, getting up to a speed of six that's great, but you know what's also a speed of six and cost seven points? Berserkers, right? You know, and those guys don't even need a two point attachment to do, in my opinion, more damage, have better morale. Uh, I mean, gosh, do the, the Berserkers have a five plus save, right? So I think so, yeah. Are they just better all around? I mean, <laughs> comparing it like that, yeah. Now, in the faction, um, well, yeah, actually, still, still in the faction, but because yeah. the Boltons don't have a lot of other options yet, they're really combo and, and set a line for this. I mean, right. you want to take and hold an objective in the Bolton army. Are you going to do that with the cutthroats? You'd have to. Are you, I mean, are you going to do that with the bastard girl? No way. Which Definitely not the bastard girl. Which leads us with only really one other unit left. Mm -hmm. The flayed men coming in at 10 points. Now, you don't want to use this unit to hold positions either because these guys got to be out there doing work. Um, they got movement of five. They hit with eight dice on the three plus or down at one rank with six dice. Now, they've got a two plus save, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Six plus morale. Now, it's a cavalry unit, so it's got three wounds. And at the start of this unit's activation, it may make a free maneuver action. And then here's where it starts to get more interesting. you got your war flail, critical blow. So rolls of six cause two hits. They've got vicious. Defenders suffer negative two to their panic test. And then they've got spread fear. Each time an enemy engaged with this unit fails a panic test, one other enemy unit within long range of that unit becomes panicked. So this is a great unit. Um, but you're not going to want to be sitting this on the objective. You're going to want them to be doing work, getting the flank of people, wiping other units out. I mean, I think it depends, right? So I, I think you could probably run a, an army with just like, if you're going 40 points, go like four flayed men, you know, or well, you, you, you go four flayed men and then Roose Bolton is your commander. And that would be pretty nasty. I mean, you'd be crushing pretty much every unit you come across uh, because these guys really are, I mean, they're, just without attachments, they're the most expensive unit in the entire game right. and, and for good reason. I mean, their stat line is insane. Um, I guess you know, just to put a 
note out here, though. Now we've entered into a meta where you can get pyromancers. You can get great axes. I think yep. these guys' stocks are tumbling, and that uh, you know those sort of spam lists that would have been awesome before, as more units come in, you know that's why it's like oh maybe we do have to take the bastards girls to take out the pyromancers. Yeah. Um, yep. but you know I don't know. There's there's so many few there's so few like it's like it's literally rocks paper scissor, but they've got like two papers, and then one rock. <laughs> like, yeah. Two papers for sure. I mean. <laughs> But I mean, I, I remember when this unit first got, you know, got out there in the wild and people were just like scratching their heads. Like, how do you deal with this freaking thing? Right. Just, you know, there's just this missile that almost nothing that you have. I mean, unless you're getting like a, you can get a, a flank charge with berserkers and they're rolling four plus to save. I mean, so right. it's just like, you know, a normal unit would be getting smashed by that. These guys are just, you know, no, no big deal. Uh, and you know the fact that they're cavalry, so they have the you know it's three wounds to remove a model. I mean, you can rejuvenate them, uh, and all the panic stuff that goes into it too, like the spread fear ability. Again, you're getting vicious off. You have a very good chance of triggering that. Uh, then somebody else is going to be panicked, which you can use with your commander to trigger more effects or uh, do more damage down the road. So the I mean these guys are the stars of the show for the Bolton army at this point in time. Uh, yeah, and they're and they're a beautiful sculpt too. I mean, as far as miniatures oh, yeah. go, like these guys just look so cool. Yeah, when when we unlock these guys with the uh, as a Kickstarter stretch goal, I was like, that might be. <laughs> was it a stretch goal or was it an optional buy? I can't remember now. I think it was a stretch goal, right? Oh, man, yeah. Thanks, thank you, Simon. I mean, the Kickstarter <laughs> really was awesome. Yeah. What, that was like, I mean, you know, it's still a good, you know, you can still get great retail deals, but like, man, oh man, if you got in on a Kickstarter, you came away with so much stuff. I mean, that's what it was like for me with the Bastards Girls. When I saw that unit, I was like, oh, like, they're going to be doing different stuff. Like, this isn't just rank and file. We're going to have, you know, beasts with handlers and things like that. Like, oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. But the Flayed Men, that design, like whoever's their, their sculptor, like, you know, we tip our hats, sir. So rad. They're so they're so metal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I, I mean, yeah, they are. So I mean, literally. So my biggest criticism of this whole faction is, man, we're so early in the game's life cycle. Give us more. This faction, it has like you can see it's got that foundation. You're like, oh, okay, it's got an identity. It's really distinct. But we just need some. We need some more. Some more units. Yeah, I find that when I'm looking at running Bolton stuff, I use it as. Uh, sort of like a secondary component to a Stark or a Lannister. I, I, yeah. I really don't run Boltons alone, uh, but they make a great addition to a Stark or a Lannister army. You know, uh, I think with Lannister tricks, they're a great option for, um, you know, the, the Bolton cutthroats make a good infantry option there. Uh, Roose Bolton, you know, being able to make enemy combat units become panicked. Uh, you know, they're both very good additions to a Lannister army. And then, I think the Bolton Cutthroats and the Flayed Men, you know, the cut Cutthroats are just a good infantry unit in a Stark army. And, and the Flayed Men are, you know, for heavy cavalry, if you're going with like a Brendan Tully sort of cavalry. Yeah. List, um, I mean, you know, it's hard to beat that. And it's giving you something that maybe your, your outriders, you know, can't do, mm -hmm. is just sit there and be hit and be okay. Yeah. Like outriders are very vulnerable to like ranged attacks, right? The, these guys are not quite as you know worried about that. Like you know, you could shoot them with some crossbows, and sure, they might take some damage. But uh, unlike the outriders, you know, their save goes from a two plus to a three plus. Outriders goes from a four plus to a five plus with right. you know, with sundering. So, 
these guys are a pretty good like counterpoint to that. But you know, I keep thinking with for the Flademan, um, <clears throat> you see all those like forum posts or people, especially when the game first came out, saying like, "How do we beat this unit?" And uh, I think one of the ways you, okay. you have to, yeah, sorry, I'm coughing here a little. You've been working in the coal mines. Oh again. man, I got the black lung pop. <laughs> I think the thing is, yeah, think about it. You're not trying to necessarily always kill this unit. You just yeah. have to be tying up ten points of your opponent's army. Yeah. And if you have, you know, a six-point unit, a seven-point unit, whatever, stalling this unit, and it's not doing the work it needs to be doing, you're you're winning. Like it may not seem it. it's like, oh man, they're just crushing my unit over here. But it's like, is that a five-point unit? Is it a six-point unit? If it's yeah. holding up a ten-point unit for three, four turns, you keep putting stuff on the board. They might have to disengage. But anytime they're spending time moving and not, you know, really wiping things out, mm-hmm. you're doing okay. Yeah, I like to get on these guys with like some wolves. You know what I mean? So they yeah. have to stop and kill a unit that doesn't cost anything or you know outriders you know charge into them do a little damage they'll hit me back but then i'll run away and you know they never really get like a good solid uh attack off and you know if i'm using a seven point unit or a zero point unit um you know that's just a a, you know you're you're just winning all day long on that on that deal and then now we got some cool non-combat units and you kind of already talked a little bit about a a roose bolton as the commander lord of the dreadfort Now he's cool because he's got horrific rumors. When Roos claim when Roos claims a zone on the tactics board, you may replace that zone's effects with up to two enemy combat units become panicked. That's really great, especially in this army, but it synergizes with a lot of armies. Yeah, I mean who doesn't like, you know, panicked units? This is a great like you know, turn one NCU activations, or I should say round one uh, NCU activations. Most of them boil down to some really basic stuff. You know, maybe you're taking the tactic zone and grabbing two extra cards. Uh, you know, if you're if you got Cersei, maybe you're going to try to you know a little cheeky you know crown claim and you know force an early morale test. Then I'll take the money space to get it back. Um, he has the effect that's I think a really good long term investment on turn one, which is you know who cares what zones are left? You'll just take whatever there is and then just you know make two units become panicked. And then they're going to be panicked until next round, you know, or until whenever you spend them. Uh, and so that can be, you know, a, a great, you know, just kind of flexibility because uh, you can always use it or not use it. Whereas, you know, some of the uh, NCU abilities and, uh, you know, they can be like one time use and that's uh, you're going to get a lot more mileage out of this. And then, of course, I've talked many times about I love commander NCUs that are, you know, because they're zero points. Yes, because uh, NCUs are so expensive, but they are very powerful uh, that, you know, getting one for free, especially one that has a nice effect like this. Uh, you know, it's just gravy. I mean, it, it, if you're going to be running Boltons, you really only have two choices for Commander, but in my opinion, you have, like, one choice for Commander, and that's that's Roos all day long. Absolutely. Then we got Lord Varus, uh, the Spider. Uh, so his ability, Little Birds. Now, this is a, this is a four-point NCU, and I think, you know, as far as four-point NCUs go, he's got some, some power here in his ability. Oh, yeah. So Little Birds. Varus begins the game with four order tokens on him. When an enemy NCU claims a zone on the tactics board, you may expend one order token on Varus and roll a die. On a three plus, choose one. The first one. The NCU loses all abilities until the end of the round or cancel the effect of the claim zoned. Uh, This may be repeated if unsuccessful. So if you fail, you roll a one, you didn't get your three plus, well, you can spend another token and try again right then. Yeah. Which is great. I mean, that if, if it was like a, uh, you know, no guarantee that you're going to succeed on the test and, and if you tried once, you didn't get to try again, this card would be so much worse. 
but the fact that you've got you know you got your four you know your four attempts at canceling stuff out so best case scenario you're making four cancellations over the course of the game which is massive oh but even God. if you get two you know like let's say you try it like you, you try and uh cancel an effect two different times you know depending on when you're doing that that can really turn a whole game around because how many times are you in the middle of a game and you're like okay if i can claim the combat space or if i can yeah. claim the maneuver space then this unit's going to charge in the rear they're going to kill these guys then i can move on to this and your whole plan hinges on one activation of an NCU. And this guy just goes, oh, I'm seeing what you're trying to do. Uh, I'm not going to let you do it. Right. And the thing is, the better you get at the game, the better his abilities are because you can see the combos. Yep, yep. exactly. And so I, I, I think this guy is just outstanding. He's super versatile. He's got a really oppressive ability uh, <laughs> for the receiving side of things. It's like, oh, man, that's really annoying when it goes off. But uh yeah i mean this guy i use him all the time in my in my stark list as like my other ncu just because he's so good at just stopping what the other person is trying to do yeah absolutely um and i think it's it's fun to see some of the the meta developing around maybe also how do you shut varus down what are the tactics cards what are the abilities that can uh, disable ncus that that help you uh keep him from being able to activate I wonder if they'll ever have like an NCU that like it's like a jailer that can like <laughs> you can like throw other NCUs in prison. Oh, interesting. You know? Well, I mean, like it... uh, Lady Aaron can like. Put oh, you in the, yes. Uh, cell. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. Yes. That's copyrighted. Michael. That's... Canale. You can't take that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about uh, what about Peter Baelish? All right. So Peter Baelish, let's see. Uh, he is. Uh, four points, so he's also, you know, uh, another uh, expensive NCU. Uh, but he has Master of the Game. When Peter claims a zone on the tactics board, he may replace this effect with uh, the effect of any other unclaimed zone. So this is important. Uh, and so basically what that means is, you know, if, if you've got the whole board open, you can claim the crown space, but use it as if it was the maneuver space or the combat space. Uh, and so that's a really great way to simultaneously take what you want while denying your opponent what they're trying to take. I mean, another solid, another solid ability here. What's cool about that is that whatever you end up taking, uh, I mean, like people will know it's like, oh, well, if you take another zone and you claim, you know, the attack option, well, now it essentially forces them to take the attack uh, action because you're going to get it twice then if they don't. Uh, you yeah. know, with another NCU. So you can kind of force people to do actions that they don't want to do. Right. Yeah. And, and the other thing uh, to keep in mind about this guy. So one thing that's important is when you're uh, playing tactics cards that have an effect like, you know, uh, you get this bonus if you're holding, you know, claimed this zone. It, it affects the zone that he's currently like the model is sitting in, not the one that you, you know, uh, use the effect of. Right. So I heard some people online got a little confused by that. So it's always... You know, whatever, wherever your guy is, that's the zone that you hold, not what he actually utilized. But it's, you know, super flexible. He's another great option. I think he's worth the four points. Uh, oh, Chase. You're I know. Really, uh, I got to get a glass of there. water here. Something. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, so that's that's Peter Baelish. And that, that really, I think that's pretty much all the neutral faction, right? So is there anything else to uh, cover on these guys? Not much. Uh, just if you're listening, Simon Games, if you're out there, we want more Boltons. <laughs> give us more i want more phrase that's what Ooh, i want to see, I want to see yeah some, <laughs> some more neutral guys for the phrase that would be cool then you could have like a, a just an army called jerks 
The jerk list. That's the jerk list. The list of jerks, played by jerks. <laughs> so I, you know, do you think um, as new factions come out? So right now, the the free folk, it was previewed that they cannot take uh, mercenaries. Do you yeah. think we're gonna see new mercenaries added that have like specific restrictions? Like this mercenary may only be taken with the Starks, or this mercenary unit may only be taken with the Starks and Lannisters, like a pairings or something. I wonder. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if they, you know, what their long term plans will be there, because I think it depends on who fits into that category. Because you know, like we've seen sub houses that are like sort of uh, affiliated with a specific, uh, you know, main house, like you know, the Umbers being under Stark. And I wonder if you know, like the phrase, because they had multiple affiliations. I mean, I think they'd be a good fit for, um, you know, the neutral faction. But then, I mean, if you talk about something like. I don't know the second sons. They right. are hundred percent a mercenary company, but would they really work for anybody? I, well, I guess, I guess they probably would. Right. I mean, they, anybody who paid them, it's just that the only ones they really interacted with were uh, Daenerys. So I, I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to see where that goes. Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting design space for them to explore down the road. I mean, there's still so much, you know, virgin ground to cover in this game that, you know, I'm excited to see whatever comes up and then, you know, developing the mercenary faction further is definitely part of that. All right. Well, I mean, that this is a great faction. We're excited. We're looking for more. Uh, and uh, regardless of whether you like to play the Boltons or Lannister or Starks, uh, we hope you get your miniatures on the table.